Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 5 of the I Stutter So What podcast. I'm your host Evan and as I say every single time I have a great episode for you all. I had the opportunity to interview Dr. Lisa LaSalle from the University of Redlands in California. In that interview, we talk about the overall theories on the cause of stuttering, uh, which is a very hot topic in social media, on, on Facebook and Google and all that. Everyone wants to, 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 to know how stuttering starts. What is it caused by? That's the big question with everybody right now. And there are a lot of debates going on in Facebook about this. And so I wanted to, 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 to address it. So, so, so everybody is clear on what the research is saying. Because as I'm sure that you are all aware, it is the research in the field that is most important. Uh, it's the research in the field that, that allows us to truly understand uh, all about stuttering. And there are some great researches out there are some great researches out there and I have the privilege of speaking to one of them today but before we get into the interview I received my first ever feedback so enjoy hello everyone myself Vishal Gupta basically I'm from India and currently I'm living in the city New Delhi and uh, as per my career is concerned I have completed my B.Tech engineering from computer science branch and nowadays I'm searching job so I just want to say that I am a PWS a person who stammer since childhood when I was of four year old I have a problem of stammering actually I got this stammering problem by imitation Actually, I copied the same as my mams bro were doing. So by imitation, I got the stamming problem when I was of four years old, and now I'm of I am of 22 year old, and still I have a problem of stammering but nowadays I just accept th that truly I am a stutterer and I believe that when you accept that you are a stammer person then 
you can do all what you want because I think the main fear the anxiety the depression is always comes due to the non acceptance of stammering and once you accept that truly you are a stutterer then your fear your anxiety your depression is just gone so I think this is the main thing for every stutterer that accept the stutterer so nowadays I just joined the self help group and in next self help group I will coordinate the meeting and I am so glad that first time I am co coordinating the meeting and uh, actually I saw your page in Facebook and my friend my friend my friend Gabriela invite to be a member of your I status so what page so I am glad to be a part of your page because I just have some uh, you know poems and uh, uh, and experience of other PWS which by which I inspired to read that uh, quotation the experience of other PWS so I am glad to be a part of your stutterer page and uh, here I am just going to share my voice record to you guys so that you may also think that I am Vishal Gupta a real PWS so in my way and as per my experience the stammering is just you can say a bad habit and you can say a wrong activities of your mouth and the third one is that your mindset your attitude so these four things make the stammering and by which we are a PWS so I think when we when we control these situation like attitude like mindset like bad habit like bad activities of mouth then we can speak fluently so I think first of all we have to accept the stammering and after that we just concentrate on the work which is most important that we just speak slow you just reduce the rate of speech you just maintain the pause in your speak you just break the word when you are you have that you couldn't speak the word just break that letter that word and this prolongation it is most relaxed stammering techniques to to improve sometime you are not speaking well but if you prolong the first word of your sentence then you can speak well so I think these types of 
technique which is really to make your speak fluent and I think these types of technique like fluency shaping is just a main key to improve the stabbing so th these are these all types of you know technique you can but before practicing you have to accept the acceptance of stabbing so I am very glad to here to share my experience so everybody bye bye take care see you once again Vishal I wanted to thank you so much for the feedback uh, it's greatly uh, appreciated and I encourage all of my listeners to leave feedback now you had mentioned a few things um, you had mentioned that you feel that you started stuttering by imitating somebody else and you feel that stuttering is a b b b b bad habit now this is something that I have heard in the past from several others I wanted to address your feeling that stuttering is a bad habit um, for me in particular I feel that if stuttering was a bad habit then it would be something that we can choose to, to, to stop doing similar to, to, to smoking um, every time I, I hear stuttering is a bad habit I always relate it to smoking because smoking cigarettes is is actually considered a bad habit that you can choose to quit. Now, for me personally, I truly don't feel like I have the choice of stuttering or not stuttering. I don't feel like I I I have the ability to upright and quit stuttering. Um, so th that's why the bad habit theory is a little bit hard for me to understand. But I will welcome my my other listeners to post their comments about uh, the issue of stuttering is a bad habit. Um, the other issue that you brought up is that you feel that stuttering, that that your stuttering was caused by imitation, that you were imitating somebody else, and since you were imitating somebody else, uh, you started stuttering as well. Um, I mean, uh, you, you, you were imitating somebody else who stutters. Um, currently, there is no re re research that supports that imitation of somebody else who stutters is a cause for stuttering. Um, now... I uh, I I uh, addressed the the imitation theory 
with my with my interview with Dr. LaSalle. So I am going to share that that interview with you all right now and hopefully it answers your questions. So today I have a great guest. I have Dr. Lisa LaSalle here. Hi, Dr. LaSalle. Um, how are you doing? Hi, Evan. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. Now, you're from you're from California. Um, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, it's great just talking coast to coast here. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, in my second year at University of Redlands in the Department of Communicative Disorders there. And uh, prior to that, I taught uh, for 18 years at University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, also in the area, in their Communication Sciences and Disorders Department. Um, so my expertise is stuttering and teaching and supervising the area of fluency disorders with graduate program here. Actually, you're also involved with other schools as well, aren't you? Yeah, I've done some adjunct teaching for, this is my seventh year with Syracuse University, um, teaching in just a course in stuttering. So it's wonderful. It's an intensive opportunity to uh, teach their graduate students, uh, about the same small class that I teach here, about 20 20, 25 students, and the whole course is about stuttering and fluency disorders. Um, and for for my l- l- listeners who don't know this, Dr. LaSalle w- w- was actually my stuttering course p- 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 professor at Syracuse. So, so that and and it w- was a w- w- was a wonderful experience <laughs> excellent yeah, experience so, <laughs> yeah and also um uh the, the, the doctor lasalle L- 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 she, 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 she also would come to my ch- chapter groups um as well um yeah and we might add that we brought about oh seven or eight students sometimes too we did yeah so actually. <laughs> there was enough room for all the students to come and sit around in those meetings so yeah, yeah. The, the students really got a lot out of uh, attending those support group support group meetings they asked excellent questions and and it was a great experience for all of them. Yeah, I learn so much every year, I have to say. I think that being a good stuttering or being a good clinician in the area of stuttering, you might as well take advantage of the wealth of stories from people who stutter and what they go through. And that helps us all be better clinicians. You know, you yourself are have both sides of that with it being a... Um, early clinician in the field and then also stuttering yourself and I think to understand the perspectives of people who stutter is just critical to understanding the problem of stuttering. Oh yeah. I mean and and it's and it's funny regardless of if you are an if you are an SLP um or not 
if you stutter, you truly are an expert in in stuttering. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um. All right. So, thanks a lot. And now you are also um involved in the in the International Stuttering Awareness Day conference. Um, I'm not sure if if everybody is aware of this, but International Stuttering Awareness Day is October 1st of every year. So, and there's a great online conference that's put on by the stuttering homepage mm-hmm. um, every year, and you are uh, involved in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's international makes it really amazing, and it's in its 15th, this is its 15th annual, so easy way for your listeners to remember is just to go to stutteringhomepage.com, and from there you see the the link, and there's so many links within that, so you can start off with if you've got some questions. There's already <laughs> the way Judy put it is it's October first somewhere in the world right now, so <laughs> it's already true. started today, and uh, and there's already a couple posts about Joe Biden stuttering, and oh, so it's wow. kind of interesting. I just added his YouTube clip to that. That's within the professor is in, so that's kind of more if you're got a basic question that uh, you would like to ask professors. Um, generally, we don't want students in the field of communication disorders to post too much on that because you probably have a professor on your camp uh, in your communicative disorders program that you can ask a question of, you know, in person. So that's kind of meant for the general community. And then there's um, one thing I know my students like. There's a clinical nuggets section where their clinicians come up with ideas. Um, the the one that I was just looking at was Tarot Alexander. At the bottom of the page there, he's got um, kids who have written songs about their stuttering. So really powerful, like, perspectives from all ages. Oh, yeah. Um, all around the world. I mean, the flags that go up on that site show that it truly is international. And that part is just amazing to me, you know, yeah. to hear the perspectives all around Eastern European countries, um, Australia. It just boggles the mind. Yeah, it's amazing how we can now. It's amazing how we can now connect with people who started from all over the world, and they 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 can learn about all the new information and the research right online, and they can learn from each other also. So it's really excellent. There's always parents asking questions about younger children as well. So. It's an opportunity for really the whole worldwide community to not just awareness, it's getting in depth about topics of stuttering. So Yeah. And um what is the website for the, that again? I think it's I'm Yeah, it's sure all one it word and uh, it's one of these where the URL actually takes you to um, Minnesota State University where Judy Custer hosts it, but if you just type www.stutteringhomepage.com Have you um written anything for this? In past years I have, yes. This year I'm just in the professor is in. Um, Two years ago I wrote a paper on cluttering, which is an area that we're learning a lot more about. Um, And there's a lot of research going on right now, um, more so than there used to be on cluttering. So 
I don't know. That, there was a lot of questions. Just b- 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 briefly, since you are, um, since the, 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 that's an area of research that you are in- interested in, can you, um, can you tell us just a bit about the difference bit between stuttering and cluttering? Yes. Um, cluttering is really a rate disorder of types, and there's also needing to be more than the normal types of repetitions going on in that. So you often have uh, weak syllable deletion going on. Client, instead of saying telescope, might be telescope. Really kind of a adds to the unintelligibility for a speaker with cluttering. So they have frustration and concerns in their talking as well. Sometimes organization of speech can be affected. One of the other problems with that area, though, is stuttering and cluttering can co-occur. So I have worked with individuals who have both cluttering and stuttering, and uh, they really have to kind of work with both. So they really get blocked and cannot move on in a word from the stuttering side of it. Uh, Right now we're working with a fifth grade girl who is pure cluttering. She's an interesting client to work with because she kind of thinks before she speaks. And that's one of the issues with cluttering. Uh, You know, just says something. She said in playing Guess Who the other day, (laughs) she had a classic line. She said, is your man a girl? Right. And then she knew that that didn't sound right. And then she'd stop and revise. Right. She's just very impulsive, very quick. And uh, has a little more repetitions than normal, but it's mostly a rate rate disorder in many cases. Interesting, mm-hmm. very interesting. So, um, so you had the opportunity to 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 listen to a recording that I received. Um, one of my listeners um vishal gupta um he left me a very um interesting um feedback recording uh thank you vishal for the feedback um, mm-hmm. and, um, he made some very, um, interesting points about what he feels is the, the cause of stuttering. Um, he had mentioned that he feels that he started stuttering because he was imitating somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so he sort of, he sort of, let me see, how do I put this? He didn't necessarily catch the stuttering, but he was imitating somebody else and that caused mm-hmm. him to, to start stuttering involuntarily. Involuntarily. Now, I've heard this from not only him, but several others. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to. <laughs> and what can you say about the current research about the actual 
cause. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, and I would agree with you, first of all, Evan, that he's not alone. Vishal Gupta is not alone in saying that, you know, imitation may have been a cause. But it is interesting. One of the first things to note is that the age of onset has been clearly defined in research now. Mm. And it's between the ages of two and four. Um, and around the time, in fact, even honing in on about 33 months of age, you know, three months before the child's third birthday. So when I was listening to uh, Mr. Gupta talk about, you know, the fact, well, he's 22 now, but yeah. looking back at age four, many times family members will make an association around that time. So four is a common age of onset. And um, one of the things we know, if you just take a simple nature-nurture type of description of research, is that the Human Genome Project has done so much for us understanding that genetic factors are pretty large in stuttering, just like a lot of other human conditions. We're starting to know a lot more about the chromosomes that might be implicated in stuttering. And um, in many of the studies that have been done, it, we you know, it's more nature, more genetic than it is environmental. And that's not to say that as clinicians, we don't look at environmental factors that are within our control and we can change such things as parents, um, you know, interrupting their child or something like that. That's something in, in the environment that we can say, hey, try, you know, slowing down your rate and letting your child finish and changing those aspects of the environment are important. But there is a it's almost a 70% of the factors um, in stuttering have been attributed more to uh, genetic reasons, physiological reasons, than environmental. And that comes from some variant studies that have been done. Um, there's also the interesting issue of identical uh, or twinning in yeah. stuttering, that uh, there's more of a concordance for uh, stuttering in identical twins than there are in non-identical, you know, the monozygotic, dizygotic. So there's a, a variety of reasons we do think that stuttering is likely more genetic. It doesn't help necessarily when we go to look at changes in adulthood. Um, right. So in a nutshell, you know, nature nurture, it's a little bit heavier on the on nature, and yet there's still plenty of things, you know, that could be going on in the environment at the time. We don't think, though, imitation is one of the causes, but if you think about it, kids do you know, around the age of four, there are lots of things that happen uh, that might have been part of the story for his family, for his development of stuttering. Right, yeah. Or stammering, because he's got a British... That's kind right. Of the, the view in British, <laughs> yeah, stammering. Yeah. Actually, on, on Stutter's social, one of our um, hosts, um, he's from um, England, I think, and he mm -hmm. uh, uses the word hammering also so yeah mm -hmm. um th thank you for uh for just clearing that up um just speaking a little bit about the uh the 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 causes um or at least what researchers believe mm -hmm. are the contributing factors. I think it's important just to add that when you use the, the term cause in a plural, causes, that's, right. that's the most important thing to keep in mind, that there are factors or causes 
that are common across um, people who stutter, but they're also can be a little more specific as well. So, you know, if there isn't um, history of stuttering in a given family, there might be some other predisposing factors that we know from longitudinal research. Um, everything from the the number of units of stutter he was doing at the time, and, and that comes from Ehud Yairi and some right. of the longitudinal research we've had since 2005. So, yeah. How would you compare the amount of research devoted to, 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 to stuttering um, in comparison to, 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 to the other speech and language disorders? Yeah, I think we still rank up there as the highest uh, publication in ter- terms of topics in the journal. Um, autism is up there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, you know, I, I like to say that stuttering is one of the most well-researched topics and still the least well understood in some ways. So <laughs> I know. We have, um, we have, it's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, I mean. A lot more, but it's the application of that learning. It's the application of the data, how we use it clinically and, uh, you know, keeping up in our field with what is new in that area and also understanding that like many um, other disorders there are a set of uh, myths that sometimes turn out to be like one of the myths that I do think is kind of true in our field the folk wisdom is when someone says for my son or daughter you know they were speaking faster than they could think or their mind's faster than their mouth there's a little bit of a connection sometimes to some theories I've heard that a lot yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can hear that a little, and you can look at some research that kind of shows um, some evidence that would help that. And, you know, speaking of other disorders, I just heard a nice um, uh, presentation yesterday on pediatric dysphagia. You know, oh, what wow. happens when we can't get kids to eat, and they, um, some kids are actually not, you know, have sensory problems with food and things like that. And she set out a bunch of myths that are out there that, you know, they have some basis in fact, but we need to steer away from them. And, and that's true for stuttering. That's true for a lot of topics and disorders. Yeah. Uh, so. um, the, 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 the other thing is uh, you had mentioned that stuttering is the most researched speech disorder there is right now. And there are still some individuals out there who are still looking for that cure for stuttering and uh i don't know like there are a there are a lot of people out there who are just not happy just because there 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 has been so much research on stuttering and they feel like we aren't c- c- close yet to, 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 to uh, care. Oh, it's a good point because if there's not one cause, um, then there shouldn't. There's likely not going to be one cure. It's probably a set of different things you do that make a difference. So. Exactly. The the uh, the, the, the the other th- the, the other things that Vishal had also though um, that um he he said that we must accept our stammering and and um 
he said that a good slow rate of speech is important, and I mean he was he was that on with a lot of those. So yeah, a lot of those are you know something that I can only imagine. You know, just that coming to accept the self-help groups that he's yep. coordinated yeah. and how powerful that is because that really is part of the acceptance is once you meet others who stutter, kind of like we started off the talk today saying how important that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Wow. Thank you for uh, for uh, for for giving us all some insight on that. Um, I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, slow rate, you know, you brought up the slow rate. It's an interesting thing when you think about stuttering as a timing disorder. That is one thing that the research has continued to point to. Um, Ray Kent was one of the earlier publishers in that area, even though his area is more phonology, commenting on, you know, stuttering is a coordination, timing, control type of disorder. So the slow rate that uh, Vishal has been using, Vishal has been using, um, speaking slowly, prolonging, if that's part of, you know, and still saying what you want to say, if that's part of a method that's working for him, then um, that's awesome. You know, it's just people find their their way to uh, their own techniques, their own sets of techniques that work for them. I would just like to take this opportunity to thank Dr. LaSalle from the, from the University of Rutland for for joining me to discuss this very important issue of the cause of stuttering. I would also like to thank Vishal Gupta for sending me some feedback and allowing me to play it on the air and for giving Dr. LaSalle and I an opportunity to respond. I also want to let you all know that if you are at all interested in sending me some f- f- feedback, like Vishal did, if you would like to have it p- 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 played live on the air on my show, make sure that you just let me know. Until next time, everybody. <laughs>